So we're rolling. We are. <clears throat> and we were talking about job location. Mm -hmm. All right, we need to, how do we go into this? After I open my beer. Okay, right. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> missing or not he's on uh, uh, doing some other work off-site so he won't be present tonight which is Jeff Gibbons but uh, Jerry Chris Jeff how y'all doing well how are you doing doing well good doing well doing well, doing well. Tell you, I'm gonna throw this out there too because this is what <clears throat> YouTube people do okay please subscribe or like or leave us a comment whatever if you mm -hmm. find this mm -hmm. content Mm -hmm. Useful, and you you like the idea yeah. of, of yeah. people like us yeah. talking, sitting around talking about construction, mm -hmm. how to be more successful in mm -hmm. construction. Then please support us and just yes. like us or follow us. Or Absolutely, um, take the bucket of your heavy equipment and smash <laughs> that like button <laughs> as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. You know, we never ask for likes. We don't. We really know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know, I mean, we we have a decent following on our YouTube channel and and whatnot, um, which is obviously appreciated. But we never ask people to like no. follow or like yeah. us, which is kind of the you know we're marketing slash construction guys. So that seems a bit ironic. Yeah. yeah. You know, you live and learn. Um, you get caught up in in making sure that you offer a killer. I hate asking for product, and so yeah. yeah. Sometimes it annoys me when you watch a video and they spend so much time just begging yeah. you to talk to like something. I know, I know. Especially when it's uh, scripted, and it's the, even if it's somebody you like or someone you like, it's the same thing over and over again. It's kind of comical. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so like, follow, um, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess we could talk about some, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, guys, y'all had some questions for me earlier, you know, about you know, like say proximity of job location. Well, yeah, that's you know, we actually people actually follow and like our content, and we occasionally get questions. Yeah, and one that occurs over and over again is job site stuff. You yeah. know, when I I'm going out to bid a job, whatever. I'm new to this. What am I looking for? Or is there anything to be learned from just viewing this piece of property that we're about to carve up and, and get ready to build on? Um, and uh, you, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of different, you know, scenarios you can put together. Uh, I know you have a list of questions over there. Uh, well, I do actually. It, it, I'm glad you mentioned well, that, yeah. Jeff, because I have and, and a, a fairly that, sizable list of questions. Yeah. Well, and, and a lot of that derives from you know like location, you know. So, uh, so carry on. Ask me a question. See what you, see what we get. Okay. Well, I know one of the things that I wanted to ask is um, ease of access. Uh, well, you so, know, e ease of access. I mean, it, it seems like a no-brainer, but yeah, it does. But I mean. You know, if you're out in a rural development, you know, of course, ease of access is going to be easy to, to obtain. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you're working somewhere like, you know, just say here in downtown Dixon or downtown Nashville, you know, it gets congested. So ease of access gets restricted. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's not just so easy to, to, 
to mobilize. I mean, like, you know, I'm not going to be able to pull in this site and start dropping off equipment or dropping off materials. You know, I, I can't get it all done in, in just say three or four hours' time or a day's right. time. You know, it's going to stretch out because, you know, you got to stop traffic. You know, you've got to have ways to unload. If you got track equipment in your downtown Nashville, if you, if you can't fit in your site, you've got to have mats, plywood, tires, other things of that nature. And plus you got to have labor on staff to be able to go out and put these, these things down. Once your low boy unhooks to be able to, to put these things in place to get your piece of equipment or multiple pieces of equipment from the low boy to the site without damaging the existing asphalt. So, I mean, it, it, so can, it can be a huge difference if you're bidding on job on, on a job on an acre of land out in the country versus an acre of land. Oh, yes, yes, most definitely. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna. I want to just put you on the spot for a second. Okay. And I know this. I know there's no exact number, and it can vary depending on where you're located. But let's just say, I I, I fumble this process in my bid in terms of when can I get in and this and that, and I. I way underestimate you know the time involved there if i'm a small guy let's say i'm a small guy with a crew maybe two my what is it costing me in terms of loss per hour if i'm if i'm having to wait to get a piece of equipment in and i've got guys standing around i mean i know you know and it can be a percentage well it's hard to throw a number at that but you know sure. you can a good way to figure it is like it's going to cost you roughly, if you have your own low boy, if you're going to hire a low boy, whatever it may be, it's going to cost you roughly around $500 to $600 if you're moving in a, a, a 15, 20 mile radius to mobilize. 15, yeah, to so mobilize, not a long distance. No, to mobilize one piece of equipment. That's, that's mobilize and demobilize. Yeah. So you're looking like five, six hundred bucks. Yeah. So if you've got a site or a project that's going to take, you know, four or five pieces of equipment, I mean, you can type, you know, two to three grand pretty easy, you know, just in mobilization, just getting your equipment there. Just getting there. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're like in a restricted area, say you're on Second or Third Avenue of downtown Nashville, then you're looking at a minimum. You got to have a flag crew there to stop traffic, direct traffic. You, in like Nashville, they require a uniformed police officer to be there to help you direct traffic. I guess that's your expense. Yep. And so, yeah. like with Metro, I've got a contract with Metro. I've got to give them 48 hours notice of when I need an off duty police officer with a car to be there on site. And they charge me $50 an hour for the police officer and the car to be there on site. And they got a three hour minimum, which I don't understand that. Sure. And so, and then at that point, I'm taking plywood, I'm taking tires, blasting mats, whatever I need to lay down to get what's a low boy drops deck to get that piece of machinery from the low boy to the job site. So I've got to have a minimum of three to four laborers there to lay this stuff down, pick it up and move it as each piece of machinery comes in and goes out. Yep. So every time you mobilize and demobilize, you know, you're looking at probably, you know, 1500 to $2,000 in cost. The time you per bring piece. your labor, yeah, per piece. Yeah. So I mean, it can get expensive very yeah. quickly, and that's that's one reason you need to look. You know, when you're bidding a project, and make sure that you've got the right number of equipment, pieces of equipment allocated to do this job, 
had the right personnel on hand, you know, to get this equipment in and out of that project. Sure, you know, a lot of times we like to, to load up a, a job site with equipment because it looks good. Sure. But when it's going to cost you thousands of dollars to move, you know, just say one piece of equipment in and move it out. Yeah. You know, you might want to rethink your game, you know, like, you know, maybe we need to do this with a minimal amount of equipment. Absolutely. Because it's going to be a slow paced job anyway when it's downtown and restricted like it is. Now, if I'm bid, if, if I'm bidding to a general contractor, is he going to tell me those kinds of details that I'm going to need to pay a police officer $50 an hour, or do I need to understand those things you, myself? You've got, you got to figure that out because unless you exclude or qualify your bid, like, you know, all traffic control, all mobilizations is, you know, at your expense, not mine, which they're not going to accept your bid at that point. You know, they're going to want you to handle your mobilization sure, they don't want to deal with that, that makes right sense. yeah but you know you need to know when you when you're working in a downtown area you know that you're going to have to acquire and a lot of times they require a traffic control plan in which that would be at my expense i've got to produce a traffic control plan if i've got work that's allocated out in the street uh -huh. i'm going to be shutting down multiple lanes i'm going to, have to produce a plan an engineer plan to give to this municipality or this uh, uh, entity to be able to say yes we approve or no we don't approve because it becomes at that point it becomes a life safety issue mm -hmm. and it's based on like of course we call it metro here but metro fire metro police department and metro ambulance services if you've got lane one lane multiple lanes or a whole road shut down they've got to know because there's an emergency and that's their yeah. ease of access they they've got to reroute they've yeah. got to figure out what the best route for them to go is so that's why it's so important to to know where you're at and because it's multiple things that can can cause you to be at fault mm -hmm. sure you know, if if you've got somebody in this apartment complex over here has nothing to do with the site you're working on but you block their access for the ambulance service to get there. Mm -hmm. And there's someone over there having a heart attack or someone's falling or whatever it may be, yeah. a fire, mm -hmm. then they can't get to there to respond because you haven't done your portion. So they're gonna require you to have a traffic control plan. Right. <clears throat> what about this? If you're a small contractor here in Dixon County where we're at, probably don't have to worry too much about traffic control kind of stuff. If I bid a job in downtown Nashville, how do I know that kind of thing like you're talking about? How do I find out those kinds of details that I need to account for to bid that job somewhere well, like that? That's, that's, that's something that you need to have a good understanding with the person that you are receiving the invite from. Huh. You know, just like I'm a contractor, say you're a general contractor, you send me a bid invite. Well, I look at the location like we know it's possible. I may have to have a traffic control plan. So I'm gonna call you up and say, hey Jerry, you know, hey, I appreciate the invite on this job. You know, what are the stipulations for mobilization and demobilization? And and I'm gonna be working out in the street in a portion of this, of this project. What are my requirements? Am I going to submit a engineer traffic control plan? Okay. Uh, you know, what, what am I gonna to have to do on my part? And then at that point, you need to negotiate with whoever you possibly are gonna be bidding to it might be multiple GCs you're bidding to. So don't just take the word of one, you know, you need to reach out to each GC that you're bidding to and find out what they're going to require because 
this bid for this GC and this bid for this GC may be totally different because of requirements they want you to handle and requirements that they want to handle on their own. And a lot of times you can piggyback off of like your grading contractor or your utility contractor, you know, your paving contractor, they may already have a plan put in place. So a lot of times their plan will work with your plan. So you can you can contact them, which would be another sub under that GC. It's like, hey, you know, can you send me your engineer plan? Let me use it because it's going to work with my scope of work. Which this kind of leads into the next question we had about how many trades are on a job site at one time. And right. depending on the trade that's taking place, you can have a bottleneck with that kind well, yeah. of thing going exactly. on. Exactly. So, yeah. And you've got to realize that, you know, you've got to be able to say, you know, you know, if I'm on this site at this particular time, how many trades am I going to be working around? Yeah. That's, that's one of the key questions you need to find out or ask yourself is like, you know, it's going to be a grading contractor, it's going to be a utility contractor, there's going to be a telecommunication contractor, there's going to be a, a you know, sooner or later there's going to be a paving contractor there, but most importantly there's going to be a structural contractor there, the GC. Someone's going to be building this building, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. and they're going to have multiple trades there working because their end game is to get this project in and get it into X amount of time frame. Sure. And so, which the more people you have working or the more trades you have working, the slower your production is. Are GCs very conscious of that? Or have you ever been in a situation where maybe one wasn't so um, considered, I guess, in terms of planning and, and strategy? They they are considered, you know, I mean, I mean not considered, but I mean, they have structures in place. Sure. As far as schedules. Yeah, and so they know that. They've got a lot of time for each yeah. uh, trade to be in mm -hmm. and work together. But like you and I, we may be bidding against each other, and we don't know what that schedule is. True. We, we don't see that schedule until it's all over with. Right. And a lot of times their schedule, excuse my French, is just bullshit. <laughs> you know, the GC puts its schedule together and like, you know, hey buddy, how many times have you been on site and actually worked? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Just because you say I've got this amount of time doesn't mean yeah. I can do it this amount of time. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, the end game is from start to finish, your GC has a, a lot of amount of time. Yeah. So you've got to be able to be up front with them. It's like, you know, I can't do this in that amount of time. Yeah. I can give you X amount of days. Well, they're getting feedback from each contractor. So when they call you and ask you for your amount of time, do not hesitate to be up front with them. It's like, you know, my scope of work is going to be X amount of days. You know, based off of everyone else working here, based on the location of the job, and based on how hard it's going to be for me to get materials in and out of this project. Mm -hmm. Because weather, we have weather, and yeah, I guess you have to account for weather. I mean, and, and generally, you know, we do, you know, we do like, you know, we usually like twelve to fifteen percent weather days. Weather days, yeah, per yeah. month. So I mean, that, that should be just like a, a common sense thing, you know. It's sure. like it's going to be, you know, twelve to fifteen percent per month here, here, and maybe that could change depending. It could, on where depending on location. Yeah. yeah, right. But. If you can't get in there a lot of time, you know, you need to have a meeting with them like, you know, hey, I've got X amount of days to do this work. But you as a subcontractor for your scope of work, you've got to be able to recognize job A and job B. This one is downtown, restricted, 
this one's out, you know, in a more less restricted area to where you've got open range and you've got, you know, pretty good potential of production. This one over here is probably going to be at 50 to maybe even 100% less production than what you're used to getting. I mean, so you, you're going to really slow it down in, in the bidding process is where it really comes in because if you don't want to allocate for those slower days and slower production, then you may get a job because you're low bidder, but you're low because you're way low because you don't have enough time in this job to actually put it in. Right. So, you know, if I'm used to getting, you know, just say 100 feet a day, you know, water line, mm -hmm. 70 feet a day sewer, but I'm on this restrict, you know, restricted site here, I'm lucky if I get 50 feet a week mm -hmm. on one or the other. Wow. Or it may be, you know, grading. You know, maybe it's like I'm used to getting, you know, a thousand yards a day production. Where over here, I'm having to haul off site. I got to have flaggers flagging my trucks in and out, haul off site. I'm lucky if I get 200, 250 yards a day. Wow. All right, let me ask you this. What we're talking about there, like the, the the congestion in the area you're going to be working. If I'm looking at an engineer's plans, am I going to recognize that, or do I need to go? No, it's not going to tell you anything on the plans. It's, their plans are going to look just like you know this side over here, that's you know 30 miles away out of the rural area. <laughs> so, so you've got to be able to recognize, you know, hey, I'm downtown. You know, this is going to be highly restricted, and. You know, in city work, you know, there's actually like three phases to it. You know, you got your rural, rural, rural areas, and you got your suburb areas to where it's like mediocre, and then you got your actual downtown areas to where it's like completely restricted. I mean, sometimes it may take you 20, 30 minutes to get one dump truck in and off site. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, from the time he comes in, gets around all your other trades, gets to the point where he's going, gets loaded and then gets around other trades and comes back out, you've got a flagger and possible policeman, you know, there to direct traffic. It, it, it might be, you know, where typically you're used to getting a, a, a low turned around every three to five minutes. It may take, you know, a good 15, 20, 25 minutes to get that truck inside, get him loaded and get him off site. Maybe even longer than that. Yeah, substantial. Yeah. I mean, there's also, you know, when you've got material, spoiled material, that you're going to need in the future, like as a grading contractor, to finish this job up, you may have a designated area to store it in, but you're still working around other trades. I mean, there's so many scenarios, and then, you know, you got to store it, well, now it's in a way, now you got to move it. Well, here it is in a way again, now you got to move it again. You may have that material three or four times. So, you know, take that into consideration, it may be cheaper in the long run to haul that material off-site a few blocks down the road or a few miles down the road and stockpile it and then move it back in instead of moving it multiple times. Well, here's another one for you. All these trucks coming and going creates a lot of noise. It does. Heavy equipment. I think we should save that for the next episode. The next episode? Yes. Okay. I think we'll this do that. This is this is part one of this discussion, and right. we will pick it up.
Shortly. Keep it so on we, we like to keep you on the edge of your yes. seat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so once again, please subscribe yep. and yep. follow and like. Hit that like button. Snap the like button. Like button. Yep. Yep. Um, comment, ask questions. We would love that. Um, or you know, if email you email us at info at profitdig.com. Whatever we can do to help. And if you you know could use a low cost, high quality construction job bidding and costing solution that is at profitdig.com. Yeah. Starts at ninety nine bucks a month. You can run your whole company on yes. Yeah, it's kinda crazy actually. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. All right. So there's there. no contract either. Oh, no contract. No contract. I don't yeah. like contract. I only like the word contract. No, I don't either. Yeah. No, no contract. Don't like it. Yeah. See you. All right. See you. Thank you.